Welcome to Practical Access. I'm Lisa Deeker. And I'm Rebecca Hines. And Lisa, today, a topic I know you love. Yes. Let's go ahead and share with our listeners. Yeah, so it's from a teacher, uh, and it's a great question about secondary science. Let's hear what they have to ask. Hi, my name is Monica. My question is, how can secondary teachers incorporate literacy into their science instruction? Thank you. Uh, I love the question because guess what? Before we get started, I just want to make one really quick point. Here's what we know. Social studies texts are the hardest to read. Science texts have the most difficult vocabulary. Um, you use words like photosynthesis, going to the moon. You've never been a plant and you've never been to the moon. So you can't normally use your background knowledge in science as much as you can in social studies and language arts, because normally the story is about a human or a place. And so I immediately, I just have to say, don't forget the power and the importance of vocabulary, 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 and vocabulary. So that's my first quick statement about that topic. What are your thoughts, Becky? Well, as you may recall, we did have a, a student who specifically looked at science vocabulary for a dissertation. And her intervention was a simple one. So I'm going to state it for anybody who's looking for something specific. Vocabulary matters most in science, as Lisa mentioned. Um, this student did a five minute um, quizlet in the morning with every single, she had this, all the students who failed science in high school, their freshman year, the first semester, the second semester, they all came to a room in the morning. Um, these were students with disabilities. Uh, learning disabilities specifically. So she had a large group of students, came in the morning, she set a timer, they ran through the Quizlets for five minutes. They weren't specific to any teacher at the school, they were based on the state standards, only science vocabulary, five minutes in the morning. And every single student in her study, with that as the only intervention, passed science the second semester, even while statewide and school-wide science achievement actually went down for other learners second semester. So when we say vocabulary, do it purposefully. Now, if we're teaching in an inclusive classroom or you're a general ed teacher, it's still worth a two-minute, a three-minute hard-packed vocabulary activity to begin a class. It is the biggest payoff for the least amount of time. And there are very good specific strategies to use that are specific. Don't compete with the new knowledge people are gaining in terms of concepts because vocabulary is memorization. Yeah, and you know, I'm gonna go some old school and one that, that I know that that scholar used was something called Skeva, S-K-E-V-A, that has some really state standard vocabulary, really well done um, out of uh, the state of Texas. Uh, you and I both are a lover of brain pop, but here's what else we know. Science text is not science learning. <laughs> science text is supplementary to experimental discourse, all of that. So we read a book to have a discussion about the book. We do science and use the text to help us with that discussion. And so think differently about your science text that it's, it's a literacy tool. It's one more way for kids to learn. But I would go back to simulations like the FET, P-H-E-T simulations. I am a big lover of Go Sandbox. If you haven't seen those guys, they're an absolute hoot. But think about the concept you're trying to teach and make the textbook 
one piece, make writing another piece and make some kind of video simulation another piece so that kids aren't taking one genre to try to learn something that is really supposed to be an application to understanding the world, the universe and society. And I think that's the other mistake is we try to teach science through textbooks. No offense to my friends who write textbooks, but that is really not science. Science is about you and I understanding why the moon changes phases. It isn't because on Halloween it lights up. That used to be my favorite standard with students, but it's actually because of reflection and refraction and so thinking about those words, just those two words alone, we read those in a science book. We need to teach the vocabulary, but really they're supposed to have meaning, just like a story is supposed to have meaning. And I think we often take literacy in science and make it like we do in language arts. Let's read the chapter and now apply it. Well, really, let's apply it and then read the chapter. It may make more sense to kids. And that and that is a that's hits on the other thing that I was going to really recommend is think differently about what you're having students read and, and when and why. So chunk that content differently. I would say from, you know, a language arts standpoint um, and a literacy standpoint, you know, we think of literacy only involving reading and writing, but it, it actually, uh, you know, a meaning of it is competence um, in a content area. So science literacy may look different than what we think of traditionally as literacy. But we need to um, think about when we have students read, let's read what we need for that moment. You know, let's read instructions. Let's read short chunks of content to have rich discussions about science. But I think when we assign a full chapter at once, I don't think that I don't think that leads to the kind of understanding that you're describing. Yeah, and I, I'm gonna go back to something that I think is huge, which is, 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 di is discourse and dialogue uh, and asking questions. Like to me, the science book is a way for students to find answers to questions instead of reading to understand. Like, so here's my question for you. And what I would just add there is that I wanna make sure that, um, as you think about it, that you certainly make sure as you talk about the text with your students, that students are in groups and that grouping should be one high, one low, two in the middle so that we have really good discourse. Because again, when you put all the students who are high flyers together, they don't need to discourse because they already know the right answer. When you put students who are really low, they don't need to discourse because they, um, they don't have anything to talk about in some cases. And yet if students in the middle are always talking, then what you find is that sometimes they aren't pushed or they don't need to explain as much as they might when you have a more heterogeneous group. So to me, science is first and foremost about questions, dialogue and discourse and keep thinking about the textbook like a dictionary. Uh, you know, when you're writing and you want a different word or you want to understand something or a, a you know, not Wikipedia, but encyclopedia kind of thought, going back to a kind of finding that basic information. It's about getting information, but it's not about doing science. And science is about doing, not just about reading. Well, I, for one, will look forward to a time when kids can have authentic scientific discussions, because I think it's a real weakness. And we all recognize that it's, it's critical for the future. We thank you for joining us for this section of uh, Practical Access. Please send us your questions um, on our uh, Twitter at Access Practical, or you can call in at 407-900-9305.